to the Totally Legit Podcast, episode 111 for the Space Week of March 20th, 2017. With me tonight are my two usual space co-hosts, it's Space Aerolite and Space Alindriel. I'm a little worked up because tomorrow Mass Effect Andromeda is here, which is why I keep saying space. Oh, it's tomorrow, isn't it? It's tomorrow at 9 p.m. Pacific. Oh, fuck. Technically at Unlock, so that's probably a little late for you, Arrow, so it'll be Tuesday. But for those of us who are on PC tomorrow at 9 p.m. Pacific, Mass Effect Andromeda unlocks and we're very excited. But before we talk about that, I have to reference something that I just did earlier, which is I referred to this as the totally legit podcast because we changed our name. Oh, my God. It also matches the name change of my blog, which was Hurting Cats. And it's now the Totally Legit blog with the Totally Legit podcast. So you can go to totallylegitpublishing.com slash the podcast. And that's where we are now. There's a number of reasons why we changed our name. Cat context was not really very evocative of what we're about. And a lot of people <laughs> said to me, oh, you have a podcast about cats. That's great. And I was like, no, it's about pop culture. Te- technically, I mean, you know, we could talk about cats. We could. And I could. There are cats around me right now. And I could talk about them. But I try not to do that in nice company. Since when were we nice company? When Actually, the internet. Not you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So that's what it happened. We changed our name and I wrote a script so I would remember to use the correct name. I think all the feeds and everything will have switched over seamlessly. If not, you won't be hearing this. But if for some reason you are, <laughs> let me know. Um, that's confusing. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Arrow, how has your weekend been? Um, my weekend is intense because spring break starts. And so my and the weather got nice again. So the kids are completely inside. It's very exciting. Never have kids. Stay with cats. Good, good. I noticed you're you're looking very Mass Effect. I am totally Mass Effecty today. I am I am character appropriate. It was actually very warm today, so I put on the tank top, and now the sun is down, and it's cold. So that's bad. Um, that, that that is bad. But yes, I have I have shepherd lip gloss and Ryder fingernails. Oh, you're so ready, uh, Ellie. How's your weekend been? Uh, it's better now. My my <laughs> my brother and sister in law are in town with their um one and a half year old daughter and they're all staying so we have lots of stuff going on in the house uh which would be super awesome except that my son decided to start puking uh a lot on thursday morning at like 3 a.m i hear that cousin allergies are actually a thing it was not cousin allergies it was just some sort of horrible stomach bug and uh so we've been dealing with that and a very very sad looking uh toddler (laughs) <laughs> and uh, doctor's appointment. But he seems to be better now, so that's good. Just in time for everybody to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> My weekend has not involved anybody barfing, so that's good. Not even cats. Maybe so that's that... not good enough. No, I feel I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> um, it is uh, Vaja's birthday next weekend, and his early birthday present was a copy of Near Automata for PC, which is a platinum, it's a combination Square Enix platinum joint where like sexy Lolita robots with giant <laughs> swords jump around and stab the hell out of everyone everywhere. The N-I-E-R, is that that one? Yes, N I E R. Okay. I've seen yeah. references to that, but I don't. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, and I actually, I just assume it's pronounced that way. So if I pronounce it wrong, I'm sure the internet will rush to correct me. Um, but it, it's actually it's very visually interesting. Even in the opening, like first tutorial level, it, it's like a shmups, and then it becomes like a 3D shooter, and then it's like a platformer, and then it's a first person shooter. Like it's like eight different games <laughs> packed into one tutorial. It's very interesting, but also like you do get um, achievements for like zooming in on ups skirts and 
you know. Sweet robot ass. Wow. <laughs> but the game is actually pretty fun to watch, and, and he's been having a good time playing that. So that's been my gaming for the weekend. Uh, and I haven't really done a whole lot of other gaming because I feel like I'm going to be very into gaming in the next week because did I mention Mass Effect launches tomorrow? No. Um, no, I didn't. To celebrate, <laughs> uh, we put together lists of our top five favorite companions from Mass Effect 1 through 3. And I was inspired to do this by a post that PC Gamer put out a few months ago. And I, I got to give it to them because they released it and you could like feel the... The troll waves are like, uh, uh, the greatest definitive <laughs> list of Mass Effect companions ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and lo and behold, it got the internet very riled up of, over their, their rankings. Uh, but I'm interested in it, our rankings. It was totally and- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I, I, it was totally Yeah, wrong. it was totally wrong. Their list was completely wrong. <laughs> their, their list was bad. Era, I do want to start with you. And I'm, I feel like we might... Instead of a list of top companions, we might have a list of top Garruses. Um, yes. In fact, uh, my top Garrus is Garrus. <laughs> Um, I would say, in fact, my top five Garruses are all Garrus. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> but in the interest of uh, the spirit of the thing, I actually do have a list of five. Uh, Garrus, Morden, Rex, Tali, Javik, and Javik. Who the fuck right. is Javik? Now, see, this is interesting. And uh, people are still salty about this with good reason. Javik was the DLC companion in Mass Effect 3. And uh, he's the uh, an actual honest-to-God Prothean, not a collector. Uh... And he's got so many great, important story bits. Even just his little one-offs. Like, you take him on the mission to um, the Solarian homeworld, and he's like, <laughs> they used to lick their own eyeballs. And it's hilarious. This guy is awesome, and it's so cool historical world stuff, and he's DLC. What the fuck? Like, uh, Kasumi Goto is great. I I loved her as a companion. I loved her quests. She was great DLC content because she's self-contained. Um, Zaid, a little boring, but still the same deal. Nope. Uh, self-contained. Uh, the, which makes sense if you're going to have a DLC companion. But Javik, there, whoo. That, why would you not have him in the base game? That was a horrible, horrible cash grab. I'm still angry about it. But, man, he's so great. Javik is a dark horse. I did not expect him to show up on a list. And, and you're right. That was He was like the day one DLC. And it is preposterous because he had so much lore. He was just like a lore, uh, just constantly spouting out lore. And he was and tied into the main plot in a huge, huge way. I got I got screwed because my game, I bought the day one DLC and everything, and then it never actually started in my game. Like, so I never, yeah, somehow it did not That's work weird. for me. So I, maybe I didn't install it properly. I don't know. But I, I definitely remember paying for it and then being like, when do I get this Prothean and never getting this Prothean. Oh no, that's He's, terrible. Yeah, that's very terrible. I, 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 I kept really thinking awesome. I was going to get him later. I think is the problem, and then and then it was way too deep to start over. I think if you don't have him, some of his lore lines get sent to Garrus and Liara, but you still, it's not the same thing. No, that's a good list, though. I appreciate that. Now, Ellie, I hear that you came up with a list, and then it was edited by Talon. <laughs> Did you forget to put Garrus on your list? I didn't forget to put Garrus on my original list. Um, I had him in fifth place when I did the list off the top of my head. Dumbass. Um, Should have known better. But then I actually went back and, and looked at all of the companions and thought about it a little bit more. 
and he made his way to the third spot on my list. So uh, there's lots of reasons for that, but mostly it started with me not having Garrus in my party in Mass Effect 1, and then therefore not having Garrus in my party in Mass Effect 2. <laughs> and by the time that Mass Effect 3 rolled around, I did put him in my party some of the time, and I think Mass Effect 3 was more friendly to like bringing people in and out. And, uh, and I liked Garrus a lot, which is why he's still pretty high up on my list but he was uh not there from the beginning so my list is liara number one uh tolly number two you had to write it down i totally did i also have the other people on my list that uh <laughs> that i liked uh then i have garris at three uh morden at four and I wasn't 100% sure, but I went with Jack at five because I think Jack is a super interesting character that doesn't get a lot of love. Um, oh, oh. Okay, well, okay. That is, that is a, <laughs> <laughs> the wording of that statement is... Uh, <laughs> phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> I like Jack a lot. I thought she was super interesting and um, she was like my buddy and uh, nothing more than that. <laughs> Playing... Against Jack with a Paragon Shepherd is really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, and that was my first playthrough. It's it's interesting because Jack also shows up at number five on my list. Uh, my first playthrough of two, I was a Paragon Shepherd with Jack, and I hated Jack. And I she was one of the few characters that I killed at the end. <sighs> but then I went back and played through again with a slightly less. I still can't do Renegade, but a slightly less Paragon Shepherd, and Jack really grew on me. You know, like I, I like her her sass i guess you know and she just keeps like blowing people up and laughing about it and i can appreciate that <laughs> she seems like she'd be fun to have a beer with i did make sure she doesn't drug it yeah or dangerous to have a beer with i like the way she's written because i really like her forthrightness and i loved her her loyalty mission and how completely fucked up she was to discover that to what was it recall that she was not actually a prisoner that this was all for all of the horrible torture that she went through, she volunteered for. Well, I mean, I don't know that volunteered because <laughs> you can't really consent when you're a kid, but she volunteered. Right. 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 She was not a prisoner that in the way that she thought she was. Right. Yeah. She was absolutely a prisoner. Absolutely. In every way. <laughs> right. But not in the way that she thought. Right. Yeah, I agree. It was an interesting character. I admit the first time I played through, I was really put off by the, the leather strap shirt and i was like mm, do i want to play the i don't know do i want to be friends with like the i don't know male gazy character which when you get to know the character is less male gazy unless i guess you're a renegade I, shepherd i, I actually think that i wouldn't have put her as a male gazy character because she's like shaved head and that usually is like it's more she gets more that way in three where she's let her hair grow yeah. I actually, I haven't played with three when Jack's alive, so I uh, don't know about that. That's interesting. Yeah, she, she's, she has uh, cool stuff in three, yeah. Yeah, she's an instructor at uh, the special biotic school, and it's really interesting the way, like, I've, I have never made it through three with uh, a renegade, but just because I could not handle my asshole renegade shepherd. He was such a douche. I just so I couldn't do it. Such a douche. I didn't I, even make it through the prologue with renegade shepherd and Mass Effect One because I was like I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> no. Uh, but if you've uh, got her loyalty as a paragon, she's 
hilarious mama bear. Like they they put a oh, swear yeah. jar in the school <laughs> as a joke, and she's pissed because Cerberus is coming to take these kids and turn them into horrible monsters. And she's yeah. like, "No, nobody's fucking with my kids. What the hell?" Yeah. And she's let her hair grow out, and her design is really cool. Oh, I'm glad she has a nice start. Maybe one day I will play three again, and probably uh, not, I will see that. It's a lot of it's a lot of hours to get through one, two, and three again, and you really want to start from one if you're going to try and do three again. Right? I know. I know. It's a lot of hours. So I just don't have the time. Okay, so Jack was my number five. I have four: Morton, three Liara, two Garrus, and one is a tie. Between Rex and Grunt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rex was honorable mention. He's on, he's on my, my expanded list. My but. honorable mention at number six is basically almost everyone else. Except Jacob yeah. and Zaid. They're all the way down. Oh, man. Zaid is the worst. That's interesting because I didn't actually <laughs> ask you guys to repair this, but I was going to say who is the, the the least favorite, the least good companion. It sounds like Zaid is, is uh, on the list. His I mean, he was a great DLC companion. Uh, he filled a, a decent niche uh, as a big tech soldier, as opposed to, like, Garrus is the tech sniper and Tali is straight up tech. Um, so the tech soldier, that was that's a good spot. And his story is nicely self-contained for DLC, but it's not nearly as compelling to me as Kasumi's was. I did not give yeah, a shit about, oh no, boo-hoo, you've been thrown out of your horrible gang. Wah. Yeah, I totally got all the way to the end and then told him that to go fuck off and then he left and that was the end of it and I didn't care. <laughs> it was like the only the only companion that didn't make it all the way through all three games with me was Zaid. And I was like, <laughs> sorry man. Did you even <laughs> miss him? No. I I no, really. no. I no. get yeah. I mean, I, I guess killed Saeed in my in my two playthrough. So I, think I killed Saeed and Jack. You can kill him. I didn't. You can kill him, right? Or at I'm the end. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can kill him by sending him to the wrong place. Yeah, uh, there's some permutations of the final quest. I'm pretty sure where you can end up. With uh, him yeah, dead. I got like all the way to the place where he was like going to go after his dude, and I was like, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can cause... shoot him in his loyalty quest too. I didn't shoot him. I just I just told him that I wasn't going to do it, and then he. Uh, no, well, and okay, he, yeah. he bailed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I did the whole loyalty quest, and then at the end, there's like the like blow up the yeah. people or the not. right. Yeah, and you're like, whatever, Zayid. I barely even know you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do why do I care about you again? Yeah, why why do I care about you versus all of these innocent people that you want me to slaughter? Yeah. <laughs> and you're right about him being a good DLC character because, but. Like, his problem is that he's so unlikable and he never really becomes likable. And I have all these, especially in 2, you have all these other likable characters. It's like, why am I even going to spend time with you? I'm not. <laughs> if I want a grumpy, giant death machine, that's what Grunt is for. Right? My yeah. angry teenage son. <laughs> I know. He's so angry. And I really enjoyed Rex. My first Mass Effect, or my first Mass Effect 2 playthrough, the default is that Rex is dead. Oh my god. Yeah, what? that's the default. That's canon. The canon story is that Rex is dead. Oh. So I so when going back through and playing one and then playing two when you have Rex on on Tichanka, uh, it was really good. It was good to see Rex again. Yeah, Rex yeah. was cool. I liked Rex. Um, I also liked Ashley, which I know is like weirdly controversial because apparently she's a gigantic racist, but not apparently. She definitely is. Ashley <laughs> has got a much better full arc through the trilogy than a lot of the other characters. Garrus is another one that's got a great full arc. Um, Ashley starts out as, I mean, she's a, she's that stereotypical Marine archetype from the Marine family. And, 
you know, yep. booyah Earth first, but then she grows, and as she changes, yeah, she's, I mean, she's super xenophobic in one, but it's not equivalent parallels. Like, they really try to play off that in Dragon Age, real-world morality stuff, and they don't so much in Mass Effect. Um, and then as she's, you know, she spends more time with aliens, she's like, oh, people that aren't human, they're still cool. It's fine. And uh, she does not pull the shit that Caden pulls that still makes me angry, um, which is if you have a relationship with Caden in one, hook up with someone else in two, and he's still alive in three, you meet up later, he says he forgives you for cheating on him. Oh. Motherfucker, you dumped me. I don't want to hear that. No, no. See, I was totally behind him. All of his actions on Horizon and his little weepy email, those were all totally in character. I have no problem with that. Well written, it's fine, whatever. But you don't get to call me out for cheating when you fucking dumped me, asshole. No. I didn't like Kaiden because I did not, I, he was not any of my relationships in any of my playthroughs. But then in 3, he kind of shows up and he's like, so, you know, we've been together uh, together a long time. He did, he did not he, make it past the, uh, the bombing run. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I agree with you about Ashley. I think, you know, Ashley starts off as, as a really stereotypical character, and then she has a really interesting arc through yeah. all three. So I, I would agree that Ashley is actually not a bad pick. What I really for... like about Ashley is that usually that archetype is a dude. Yes. So it is super nice that that archetype is not a dude here. And even when they they bring Vega in to try and play off that archetype, it's still subverted. Because he is not a meathead. I mean, he's he's in there doing pull-ups on the, yeah. the chin-up bar, but he's secretly a genius. He's like, oh, I'm going to go take the N7 test. Yeah, it's fine. I'm great. <laughs> what, just, what the fuck? I would probably, Vega's probably like the most forgettable companion, though. I think the problem is that he's in three, and by three you already have so much loyalty and baggage to everyone else that uh, Vega, I'm like, I'm not bringing you anywhere. I forgot about I, Jacob, so... poor jacob he's a nice guy uh yeah no i agree jacob is jacob yeah apparently he's romanceable okay right oh no i know that because he totally hit on me in the first one and i was like i don't know dude (laughs) like i don't think i saw him again till the end yeah, just not but, like, like he seemed nice enough, but just not really very memorable. But apparently, if you romance him, he still has his plotline in three, where Shepard's been in prison for four months, and in those four months, he met and hooked up and got pregnant some other lady <laughs> without like even sending a letter. Like, dude, even Caden sent an email, and he thought we were dead. I- Clearly, I need to replay three because I've forgotten a lot about this. <laughs> Actually, with my last playthrough of two, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to romance Jacob because I've never done it before. And I was just like, no, I just can't. He's just not that interesting. How, how, did, how did you guys feel about Thane? If there were no Garrus, Thane would be a lot higher on my list. Okay. I, I almost uh, I almost romanced Thane in the third one until Talon stepped in and made sure that I did not. Did you did not <laughs> fall into that deep dark hole of pain? Well, yeah. I you know I think in the yeah yeah. So here's the thing with Thane. I'm uh, I'm working on the Thane lotion for the Bioware boyfriend series, and it's uh, honey and echinacea because I'm terrible. <laughs> I like that they put in 
the tragic story, it's just, it's not, not for me. For me, the tragic story is my Gilbert and Sullivan theater bro had to be me. Someone else would get it wrong. I. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I, I get that reference. Yeah, I think, again, I killed Thane. <laughs> I killed a lot of people. Um, He was going to die anyway because he was sick. So I'm like, okay. Um... Yeah, but that's why it's, like, good to hook up with right before the end of the world because, like... <laughs> Then you're like, he's not gonna miss you yeah right and you can like hook up with an alien and then go on and do whatever else you want to do it's perfect that is true that... apparently <laughs> these his skin is a hallucinogen to humans oh yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah. Mm, i think i got that far in the. i think i got that far in the that's dialogue. the fun the fun conversation you get with your bro morden <laughs> in two so yeah i hear you're gonna oh, have sex with not a human let's talk about that Wow. Wow. Okay, that's good. Um, Thane does seem to be like the runner up to Garrus for being like the internet's boyfriend. Mm. So he definitely resonates very well with some people. It's uh, it literally resonates. It's the the baritones that do it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So one of the things I want to talk about aside from our favorite companions, which is a great thing to talk about, uh, some of the reviews are out for Mass Effect Andromeda, and they're they're a little iffy. There's been some complaints about the writing not being that great, most notably Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Um, there's been some comments about the writing wasn't that great. You probably by now have seen the animated GIFs on Twitter of the <coughs> weird walking animations or the weird facial animations. Um, and people are, are a little nervous about it. And I want to kind of to talk about how people have responded to that. But mostly, Ellie, did you pre-order? Have you, are you on the pre-order wagon for... Uh, my game is all preloaded and I keep clicking play and nothing happens. All right, sweet. So as all three of us have already spent money on this game, and maybe I'll start with Arrow, have any of the reviews so far made you, are you nervous about enjoying this game? I'm not nervous about enjoying it, um, but I am concerned i think rock paper shotgun had a a really great point which was that usually in these long rpgs awkward stuff like the prologue exposition which is usually a problem in bioware games usually they they drop you the truth bombs right there at the beginning and it's not and uh little annoyances like the ui and that in in a 150 hour game that pales like by the time you're through it when you're invested in the story you don't give a shit anymore like, I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition, we all know how I feel about that. And yet, you know, this was a game where in every cutscene where you had a full shot of the character, it looked like they'd just gotten off a horse. They, yeah, so, and you know exactly what I'm talking especially about. Especially Cassandra is like, she's the worst. All of them, everybody. <laughs> you just, it's like they're strolling into the saloon at every goddamn time. <laughs> And, you know, it's that's a thing. I, I have and, a lot of screenshots of, like, floating weapons fighting each other and, like, headless people. <laughs> but when you're invested in the story, you don't give a shit about that as much. So it seemed weird that the review embargo only allowed for, what, like, the first two hours of play. That seems very strange to me. The same way it seems strange to me when, uh, like, a movie is released... And it's not released to reviewers. I mean, I don't agree with that. What do you mean? A lot of levels. I think we... I think that the two... I mean, I think the two-hour thing is a little weird. I think releasing Embargo before release date is not necessarily weird. But I think that a game like 
Mass Effect is so spoiler, like has such high spoiler potential and has yeah. such high leak potential for that kind of stuff. It's not surprising to me that they're that they basically gave reviewers the. That's off. why you sign NDAs. Yeah, but that doesn't stop people these days, and it doesn't stop people. It from, does like, stop professionals. I mean, they're professionals. <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I understand, I I understand that, um, but I, I I still think that it's a, uh, it's not shocking to me that that they did it that way. Um, they're not alone in having done it that way. Plenty of games have just released the first two levels or whatever it happens to be. Um, maybe yeah, maybe maybe I should be more worried. I've paid almost no attention to the media for Mass Effect, so um, I have been avoiding it. Yeah. Uh, including not spoilers. reading this review we're talking about right so. <laughs> well that's fair i i left that totally optional yeah. because i i did read that review but i've been missing skipping like all the videos yeah. and yes. stuff like that no videos no character discussion none of that no and 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 to be perfectly frank like i am already a little skeptical of this game or i was when it got made because i felt like they finished mass effect and then now they're just making another game because I, I feel like I, I mean it's hard because like like the Dragon Age series and we talked about this a little bit the Dragon Age series made sense to me because the Dragon Age series was always about the world the Mass Effect game was always about Shepard yeah and this game is not about Shepard even though it's set in the same world it's just but like, it's six hundred years in the future it's I, just... yeah it's like a different galaxy and stuff there's it's... some of the same races are there and then like their new the new hub is just in, inspired by the citadel and so there's a little bit of like you yeah. know sure sure and okay. i'm sure it will tie in I, I i i'm sure that the lore will tie in in a reasonable way because like it kind of has to right i don't know that i necessarily want the lore to tie in though yeah. I can accept coming back to the well of this world because it's well, this universe whatever because it's it's super rich. I mean there're, you know, so many races of history to go through and if they want to go the Dragon Age route with this and do, you know, a game with a different protagonist and that's fine. I I want to learn more about Turian culture. I mean, it's important to make sure I've got a good relationship with my boyfriend. <laughs> but it feels like what I've been hearing is that it's not divorced enough from Shepard. Mm. And I that is a thing that I have been worried about. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in a Mass Effect game with a stand-in Shepard. I would be interested in... a ma- What I want is a Mass Effect game entirely different. Yeah. That's kind of my concern as well. I'm a little worried that they're going to take the elements of Mass Effect that people enjoyed and just sort of, but it's the same, but it's in a different, you know, it's we're at a hundred years in the future or whatever. And and I'm hoping there's going to be enough different about it that it will feel like a, there's a reason for a different chapter. Like, like right. you were saying, Ellie. Yeah. So yeah. Shepard's so. story is done, which is cool. That's great. Uh, I don't, I don't want to rehash that. My heart can't take it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to run into Garrus's uh, great great grandkid or or, or Rex or, and Grunt or Liara. They're all right. still alive. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Right, oh, that's confusing. That is very confusing. <laughs> um, yes. So there's been some kind of Ellie. You pre-ordered. Sorry, I asked Sarah this, and I mm-hmm. haven't asked you this. Are, are, how do you feel about your pre-order? Are you confident that? I mean, I don't care. Like I've pre-ordered and played a lot of bad games. Uh, yeah. I try to pre-order more close to the game that more close to the release date these days. Um, 
and most games I don't pre-order. In this case, there's some cool DLC that you get for pre-ordering, which I hate, but you gotta do. And also, everybody I know is going to be playing and talking about this game over the next couple of weeks, so I want to play it while that's relevant, unlike what I did with Dragon Age and play it two and a half years later. I could still talk about it. I, I realize, <laughs> but but Lior doesn't want to talk about it anymore, so... Who cares about Lior? <laughs> Stop broadcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, actually, you've reminded me to make a Mass Effect channel in Slack chat so we can separate all that talk from everybody else in, in the Slack. Um, yes, exactly. Everyone's going to be playing it. This is the zeitgeist. Everyone I know is going to be playing this game. And the same thing. I am not that thrown off by what everyone is saying that I am. I mean, who knows? Until we play it, we don't know how great it's going to be. Uh, I really loved Mass Effect 1 through 3. I thought Dragon Age Inquisition was great. We don't speak of Dragon Age 2. I thought Dragon Age Origins was great. So, hey, you know, I like, odds are it's I like Dragon good. Age 2, though, too. So. That's except, fine. Except that, I didn't, except that I didn't finish it. I, I liked it. I feel like <laughs> people are being more critical of this game because yeah. Bioware has a history of antagonizing certain gaming communities with their existence and insistence on not on being different. Um, I'm trying to be very diplomatic Don't here. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've never been on this show before. <laughs> well, but, and, and I think that some of the reason they're getting, you know, they're such gleeful kind of, look at these stupid animations. Yeah. They're so stupid is because people are looking to denigrate this game. Um, not based on the principles of the game because of the company it comes from, because of some of the people who work there who have been outspoken on social justice issues. And uh, Bioware is seen as being a social justice company. So, you know, assholes of the gaming community. Well, I mean, there's this case over the weekend where um, a young woman who works on the animations on Mass Effect Andromeda was named in an essay by a prominent Gamergate figure. Um, and now, of course, she is now the target of the internet hate machine and getting all the kinds of usual bullshit that happens in this case. So there is a certain community that is out to get this game. And I think part of that, while I'm not saying that the animations are not a little goofball in some of the animated GIFs <laughs> I've seen, also people are looking for reasons yeah, to, for sure. to, to talk about shit about this game. The game's glitch. I mean, you can get anything to glitch. One of my favorite things that has ever happened to me in a game ever was I was playing, um, and this was a repeatable glitch. Someone else has a video of it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Pirate Time. Four. What was that? Four? four? Okay. Four. Four. And standing in a dock, summoned the ship, and it was like the bowels of hell. <laughs> with an invisible ship, and then all of the crewmen fell out and died. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. many times did you fall through the world in WoW, right? And like. Games glitch. Janky yeah. animations happen. And the implication that all of the animations and facial expressions in Mass Effect 1 through 3 have been perfect is definitely not yeah. the case. I mean, there's there's a reason why, like, there's the famous shepherd face of, of male shepherd. You can't get, you can never get the faces right. I've never got, I've never gotten lips right in a, in a game. Oh, in in um, Dragon Age Inquisition, everyone looked like they were smeared with Vaseline at all times. Just yep. so shiny. Like, and okay, I mean, yes, I think it's a perfectly valid thing to be like, these animations are weird or, you know, this doesn't look right. And, and you know, was the rigging done right or whatever. But the real reason we're playing Mass Effect is for the story and the characters that hopefully we will grow to love. Yeah, I mean, in a large part, um, if the Mass Effect game had been... Uh, 
a whole bunch of text and then some like Wolfenstein era or Doom era shooting graphics, like we probably all would have still enjoyed it because the writing is what brought us to that game. Apparently and... the giant purple kitty is a, bi- uh, a baritone. So, you know, be prepared. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm prepared for that. <laughs> There's, I've been eyeing up just pictures of the new crew to figure out who my new space boyfriend's going to be. And I haven't figured it out yet, but. Or perhaps space candidates. girlfriend. Or perhaps space girlfriend. That is true. My shepherd did date Liara in Mass Effect 1 because of. Obviously. <laughs> I took a lot of shit for that, but obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I have to confess my my Caden weakness because I had just <laughs> finished a replay of Knights of the Old Republic and Carthonasi near and dear to my heart same voice actor yeah. couldn't help it. That's fair. That's perfectly that's perfectly reasonable. Um yeah, so what I'm saying is settle down people and also it I mean we don't need to say on this podcast cuz anyone who's listening knows don't get on the internet and attack someone who works from rando who works at bioware like i i'm going to assume that we're all rational human beings listening right now why would you do that (laughs) because they're (laughs) listening to us so clearly but i think you know if you're angry about a game don't buy the game or email the company or something this whole like attacking individuals is nonsense and it, it politicizes it when you turn an argument into a weapon when you weaponize it it means that no one else can have that conversation without it being part used as a weapon so if you like attack someone with these animations are terrible and you should die it means that no one else can come in and say hey the animations are terrible because you've weaponized that conversation you have made it something that we can no longer discuss without having to seem like we're coming down on one side or the other of this particularly you know terrible abusive nonsense so don't do that shit and then we can actually discuss whether the animations are terrible (laughs) i am sure i am 100 million infinitely percent sure that there are some terrible animations in this game there are terrible animations in every game because it's a game even the really good even the really well animated games have even games with full mocap like uncharted where you know, oh, yeah, I did they're janky. all there's in janky suits. Sh- there's janky shit. <laughs> there is still janky shit in there, and it's fully mocapped. And there aren't dialogue choices. You know, a million different syllables to put together to say whatever your shepherd is supposed to say, or writer. Sorry, <laughs> it's definitely shepherd. And or <laughs> right, it's Weister Shepherd apparently. Uh. And, yeah, even fully mocap games fuck up. Even they have glitches. I mean, I've fallen through the world in Uncharted. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all we've all done some. Yeah, there's uh, games just screw up. Hopefully, the writing is good. I'm, and we'll see if it is. We'll find out in like almost twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, yeah. there will be a space boyfriend to compare with Garrus. I know. Vasha said he's going to put a mirror in front of my face every so often to see if I'm still breathing. <laughs> Are you still making choices and walking jankily? <laughs> right? I did like those janky walks. Those were pretty good. Was, like, I, I laughed for like 10 full minutes. <laughs> Some of the gifts have been pretty great. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I think it, it, we're safe to say that we're looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. Yeah. That's a safe bet. That's I safe won't bet. have finished Horizon Zero Dawn, though. I'm going to try real hard. I may not actually do any work tomorrow. I'm not even, even going to try. Oh, shit. The kids are on spring break. I'm fucked. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the Damn thing. It. Man, the gup has been trying to get up in the Horizon Zero Dawn business. And I'm like, no, you're six. Please walk away. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. 
Yeah, I am. I have to travel for the next two weekends, which is going to seriously cramp my Mass Effect <laughs> style. But I'm going to make it work somehow. I'm going to have to I'll go. be at like my family reunion. Like, look, it's great to see you all, you people, but I have to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go dark on the internet for like you know four months or however long it takes me to finish this goddamn game. Feels good when you do that. <sighs> yeah, internet, don't spoil. Don't yeah, don't, don't do spoilers. Stop it. I've already had to, you know, completely shut down my Tumblr, which I use for marketing purposes and not fanfic. I would never do that Um, uh, because people are not tagging their spoilers. What the fuck is wrong with you? Tag your goddamn spoilers. Oh, my God. I have Blacklist installed for a reason. Use it. Yeah, okay, thank you for reminding me to add Mass Effect to my Twitter blacklist. Oh, hey, yeah, good thought. (laughs) I did not know Twitter had a blacklist. Yeah, you can ban by by keywords and hashtags. Yeah. Um, okay, that is it We for this episode. We're going to end a little early today because I don't want to do a lot of editing this week because I'm playing Mass Effect. (laughs) Yup. Um, thank you for watching and or listening. Just a reminder that we have moved locations. You can now find us at totallylegitpublishing.com slash the podcast. Um, nice. Our Twitter handle just got renamed. So if you subscribe to us on Twitter, you can still um, talk to us. Uh, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. It'll, you have just automatically been converted to the new at totally legit podcast. Cast? cast? I think it's cast. Anyway, it doesn't matter because you've been automatically converted. <laughs> totally legit pod that's what it is <laughs> at totally legit pod uh is our twitter um and you can find my website i'm no longer at leorblog.com i am at totally legit publishing.com and i am blogging again weirdly so maybe i'll blog about mass and mass effect so come on by maybe except there maybe. will be spoilers yeah there will be spoilers but i do always mark them very clearly because i don't want to don't want to harsh anyone's mellow um okay thank you goodbye <laughs> good luck in space tomorrow everybody Yay. 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 Or yesterday, depending on when they come out. What comes right. Out. Yeah. Whatever. This week. Whenever you get to space, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye.